Blog Talk Radio.
Y'all mind, take your time and bring whatever you're on the table and take your time with it, and then we'll pick it back off on that day, and the mother and myself will come on back in and help assist in tape number 11. You on the clock, come on. All right. It was one thing I didn't hear you uh, say, Sis, where you say uh, it was something else we had needed. It was something else you had stated earlier about something of the name you had said, something we had needed. I didn't catch that part. Well, you know, uh, Here. 
Hey, I pulled up something out of the. Uh, I know you pulled up something out of the uh, images for the name of Y H W H, and yeah, I pulled up a, a, uh, a newspaper article. But right now, the one that I do have is not showing as clear. So let me see, can I find something else on this man? Okay. I'm going to read some historical facts as well about the um, Vatican City and see what we have here. It says, the Vatican seeks to eliminate the use of the divine name. And it says, a fragment of the Septuagint dating from the first century CE, the divine name represented by the four Semitic letters, commonly translated wise WH the circle. This is my name forever. Exodus 3.15. It's in 2008, I mean 2009, from the Watchtower on April 1st, page 30. Let me read. The Catholic hierarchy is seeking to eliminate the use of the divine name in their church services last year. The Vatican Congregation for Divine Worship and Discipline of the Sacraments sent instruments on this matter. I mean sent instructions on this matter to Catholic bishops, conferences worldwide, the step was taken by directive of the Pope. This announcement dated June 29, 2008, decrees the fact that despite instructions to the contrary in recent years, the practice has crept in of pronouncing the, the Yahweh of Israel's proper name, known as the Holy or Divine Textagrammaton, written with four consonants of the Semitic alphabet in the form of YHWS. The document notes that the divine name has previously been rendered Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H, Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E, Yahweh, J-A-H-W-E-H, Yahweh, J-A-H-W-E, J-A-H-W-E, Yahovah, Yehovah, Y-E-H-O-V-A-H, and so forth. However, the Vatican director seeks to reestablish the traditional Catholic tradition, that is to say, the Textagrammaton, is to be replaced by L-O-R-D Lord. Moreover, in Catholic religious services, hymns, and prayers, Yahweh's name, Y-S-W-H, is neither to be used or pronounced. So there we have it. We know the Vatican City is trying to keep the use of the name for being used. Uh, let me pull up something else. Let me see what I have here. I have some more information pertaining to the Vatican City. And it says, Pope Benedict uh, 16 officially banned the use of YHWA. It says, um, Vatican City, September 3, 2008, 5.30 a.m. The Hebrew schematic name for YHWA is not to be used or pronounced in Lucifer celebration, songs and prayers. So this has been hidden of all well. They also have some translation. Tradition has importance of understanding. Uh, it has YHWA since the title L-O-I-D in fact becomes interchangeable between the YHWA of Israel, the Yahweh of Israel, and the Messiah, 
It says of the Christian faith. It says uh, the Vatican has reiterated a directive that the name YHWH revealed in the text of Grammaton YHWH is not to be pronounced in Catholic Lugari Ludigris or in music. Catholics at worship should neither sing nor pronounce the name of G-O-D pronounce the name of G-O-D as Y-H-W-H. The Vatican has said citing the authority of the Jewish and Christian practices. There we have it. We have it all on the web. If someone want to go take some time and pull up these, uh, certain articles, you go find it all over the web about anything pertaining to using the name uh, of Y-H-W-H. So we come to find out that they are the Catholic Church is one of the ones that have tried to ban us from using the name. And let me see can I, if there's anything else that I can find out about this name that we can pull up. Because like I say, it's all across the, the Internet. So um, there we have it. We got some information that came from, um, like I said, you want to pull up the article, you can pull up the article um, about the Vatican, the one that he has sent. Matter of fact, I have the article right here now. It's another article that states, uh, it says, this is the one he had pulled up. All right, and it reads, the Vatican forbids the use of G.O.D.'s name. This is coming from um, the Bakersfield Californian faith, Saturday, August 16, 2008, and it reads, by Francis X. Rocker, R-O-C-C-A, it says, the Vatican City, Catholics at worship should neither sing nor pronounce the name of G-O-D as Yahweh. Which we come to find out that we know that they gave us the name Yahweh because we read from a Another source, we read from the source that they gave the name Y-H-Y-A-H-W-E-H. So they don't want you to pronounce the four letters Y-H-W-H. So the name of, okay, G-O-D as Y-H-W-H. The Vatican has said, citing the authority of both Jewish and Christian practice. The instructions came in a June 29th letter to Catholic bishops conference around the world from the Vatican's top Liturgical body, the congregation for divine worship and the sacraments by an explicit directive of Pope Benedict the uh, ten sixteen. Uh, I don't know which one it is. Pope Benedict the seventeenth, I think, or the sixteenth. In recent years, the practice has crept in of pronouncing the Yahweh of Israel's proper name. The letter, the letter noted. Referring to the four consonant semantic tetragrammaton YHWH. That name is commonly pronounced as Yahweh through other versions including Yahweh and Yahovah. But such pronunciation violates long standing Jewish tradition. The Vatican remained remain bishop. As an expression of the infinite greatness and majesty of Yahweh, the name was held to be unpronounceable and hence was replaced during the reading in sacred scriptures by means of the use 
of an alternate name, Adonai, which means Lord, the congregation says. That practice continues with Christianity. The letter explains, recalling the church's tradition from the beginning that the sacred tetragrammaton was never pronounced in the Christian context nor translated into any of the languages into the Bible was translated. Invoking a Vatican document from 2001, the congregation remained bishop that the name YHWH in Catholic worship should be replaced by the Latin dom- dominus, Lord, or a word equivalent in meaning in the logic in the local language. The Vatican move will require changes in number of hymns and prayers currently used in American churches, but not to the mass itself, said the U.S. Bishop, Top L-I-T-U-R-G-I-C-A-L official. All right, over to you, sis, 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 Hallelujah. Of hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. 
And that's always a good thing. Well, I'm glad we did have a few minutes in the beginning of our program speaking on certain things because, as you might imagine, I had got tied up in a conversation, believe it or not, with the Latter-day Saints once again. Those guys are really trying to put a challenge on the table. But it was a good conversation. But instead of trying to beat them up with the word, what I did is put the Bible in front of them. Do you believe in the Bible? Oh, of course we do. But, you know, we still believe in the, um, in the Book of the Mormon. So as I pulled out some mistakes that I saw, instead of me throwing it at them, I had them to read a few scriptures and then look in the King James Bible, which they say they believe. And then when, they, when it came out of their mouth, they, like, hesitated. Well, it was not too on the phone. They had the elder clergymen of the Latter-day Saints looking up the scriptures. They had uh, Mr. Collins and Mr. Elliot, three against one. Well, when they looked up the scripture in the Bible, I asked them, why would uh, these words be added onto the Book of the Mormon? The response was, we, we have... No clue, uh, Elder Tibbs. Um, is it okay if we call you tomorrow? <laughs> so I silently laughed and said, yes, I, I think that's fine. But I think that shows a lesson. We have to reach out to people where they're at, at their level of understanding, and bring them up to where they should be in the King James Bible. And this is what we do. This is the way you get people into the ministry of Yahweh's teaching. This is why we are here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching. Loud bump the gums for some people's righteous learning and Christianity. And we have to remember that. This is why we welcome and thank all of you for attending a live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry, emphasizing Yahweh's ministry. Coming to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's Word. Connecting the books, your health, and foods you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. And speaking of the Sabbath days, this coming Sabbath, this Saturday, we're supposed to have Lee Cummins to visit us. Uh, actually, he had an occasion he could not keep this past Sabbath, which passed and I had to stand in his place. And what I presented was, who am I? Which designated who you are as a black person in the Bible and in history, which is hidden from you. This is, a, I guess, a demonstration about who you are as a black man and where you came from, or a black woman. And knowing these things lets you know where you are today. So he should be making a star appearance this coming Sabbath, Saturday, at 2 p.m. So I guess everybody can get their questions together that they have for them because no one can answer the questions for the man or woman except that man or woman themselves that speak. Well, you're not, and this is the information you came to see. 
And since you did that, you have to look no further, because you now reach the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadah. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., and those days for this intensive teaching is Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday, but we do have a Sabbath class. And the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. That class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. Use this on any search engine on any one of your smart devices and at tribeyada.com. And after you click enter, under the big line, you'll see some choices. One which will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. In the other device, you probably might see menu. Or after clicking that, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what it tells all of us to read the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7, verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, or you tenants of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves a child forgiven. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and mentioned to us in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you thus says Yahweh lies. Also, for building a school, banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods, we continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah. We even have a calendar. While there, check out that calendar. It's there to help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We even have a live program. You'll find us the features available during our live broadcast time. To get there, just enter Yakmar Radio Live on your cell phone, your computer, or any one of your smart devices. After that's done, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of God, and click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcast. We also have two email addresses. The first is tribeyadah at gmail.com. The other is yadahisrael at gmail.com. These are for writing your written opinions and questions of a biblical subject answered or related topics. We even have a few numbers you can call with Yahweh and Mark. The first being the live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number. This is where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on which can be answered by any one of the six and accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you we're here with discouraging click followed by a dollar sign. Also, by calling the same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address 
and you will receive it. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here. Email, phone, or text before broadcast or after. As you might imagine, the CEO is usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder of Mr. Cigarman, and answered many memos that most of us have seen. And even now, today, the latter day saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. You'll only hear that discouraging downtime. Now, if you've happened to miss the beginning of today's program, catch the entire show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. Just in a three words, Yahweh Radio Live. And look for Voices of the Trizalites. Subscribe with Yahweh. Choose the program that you were late logging into, or at that point, any previous day you see listed, that you would like to listen. Also, during our normal broadcast broadcasts, we are also simultaneously transmitting on Paltalk. Paltalk can be logged in by your cell phone, your tablet, or download the Paltalk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yadda. Your final room will hold 50 or more listening participants. Yahweh's Word will also be working for Bible education. I'm online there to answer any of the on-the-table topics we discuss during our program will be Elder Mr. Tibbs, along with the Seer Israel, writing and Shabbat. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if our talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching and count talk. But a continuing note that I always give, when we're giving scriptures to speak by the seer, always be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh flow smoothly. Remember that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh, and not that of confusion, as we are reminded in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. Because when we do this, we actually keep those scriptures in mind. But when you find those trying to win the off the gums contest, as you often hear, they miss all of Yahweh's glory, which is said unto them. Because here we rehearse the righteous act. We learn the words of Yahweh as a reminder us in St. John chapter 14, verse 26. So we can start to do this. We'll pass our program back to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah. Sounding what they say on a radio station, five by five. All right. Well, I was uh, basically a mile away from my microphone at that time. 
Matter of fact, I was a mile away. Just, I was hearing everything, but I just was imagining why we don't see what we need to see because the time is at hand. Now, young line, thank you, Elder. So now, young line, can you help those three out? Can you got you got anything out of historical documents, facts, exactly who is what lineage did King James come through? Is anything that somebody biblically? Now the reason we say these things, let's not bring mother in. See, it's the reason we say that. And young line, I'm about to give me some Luke chapter twelve, verse twelve. Let's 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 do it in the spirit of Almighty Yahweh. What do Luke twelve twelve say, young line? Come on. Okay, going over to the book of Luke. Chapter 12, verse number 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you are to say. Right. So, see, that's the key. You want all the help you can get. Anytime I hear a man or a woman say, tell the Almighty, the Almighty, you guide my lesson. I don't know. I prepare a lot of things. But a lot of things might come up. So when you ever hear anybody put in Luke 12, verse 12, the Almighty, to his spirit, you guide my message. Because we know it's your message. You guide it the way you want it to go. But like I said, again, we got so many memos on the table. And we're just going to examine a few things after you tell me if any historical documents fast can tell me exactly who is King James Stewart, his lineage. Can you you got anything we can read on his lineage? On his um call uh, what word I want to use his pedigree or his um lineage. So can you tell me anything about King James Stewart? There, young lion. What you got on King James Stewart? Okay, I'm going to read from a few uh, historical documents. I want to first start off with this uh, historical document pertaining coming from a book, The Negro Rulers of Scotland and the British Isles by Dr. John L. Johnson. I'm going to begin reading. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of um, scriptures, of, I mean, a couple of passages about it here. Let me see. I'm going up page 81. Uh, the Negro rulers of Scotland in the British Isles. It's about James VI and the first. And it reads, the Episcopalian Moorish Black King James VI, the first, Stuart, was the son of Henry and Mary Stuart, whose bloodline stretched all the way back to the pit of King Kenneth the Nigger. He became king of Scotland in A.D. 1567 to 1625, following the death of his mother, Mary of Scott, and was chosen by his cousin, Elizabeth of England, to succeed her. The colored king was the first to unite the British Isles in Scotland, with, uh, which then became Great Britain. His name okay. is the most well-known of all of European kings since he authorized the King James Version of the Bible and named it after himself. All right. Now, good. So now you, you got him you got him as a lineage coming out of, out of who again? 
that and come out of let me let me seek it out just let me let me seek it out get in there with you a little bit. You got it mm-hmm. coming from what lineage? What lineage I have him coming. I have him coming from back to the pit of Scottish King Kenneth the Nigger. Okay, now what did where did King Kenneth the Nigger come from? Where did he come from? Um, See, this okay. is how you do it. Charles I, 
and ravaged the three kingdoms, the Jacobites tried to restore the black steward king to power. They were known as Jacobites. One should name himself Jacob, and another should name himself Israel. You are going to see statements like these throughout the book, but they are intended for another audience, and they know who they are. Well, I ain't, I'm not, I'm not want to hear, I mean, not that I don't want to hear, but I, I want, see, I want direct hit, and I don't want, I don't okay. want that one word. Well, how about I tell you to do? Why don't you just do it like this? Go get the, um, the part six of the Black 13 Colonies and look down on page number 24 and 25, young man, and just get right down to the crux of the matter. See, well, I'm trying to get to you. Now, we got King James coming out of out of Bruce, and but I want to find out where Bruce came from, and once you find out where Bruce came from, then I can get to Then me and, me and mother can get, get busy on working a little bit if you, if you just kind of just you know, like I said, stop running around the, 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 the yard and just give me something we can work with. How about look at verse 24, page 24 and 25, on, and then get me something solid that we can work with and take the Bible and get busy with it. All right. I'm going to go straight to the base, uh, the Negro question, part six, uh, the 13 black counties, leak comments, page 25, read, chapter two. Zora and Call Call in Europe. If the kings of Scotland, Ireland, Britain are truly descendants of Judah, how did they arrive in Europe? This is a question that must be answered to validate the Hebrew traumatic claims of the Scottish kings. In order to solve this riddle, we have to follow the footsteps of Yadah Judah's two grandsons, Call Call and Darka, from First Chronicles 2. First Chronicles chapter 2, verse 1, is down to 6. According to the ancient story of Jesus, Josephus, Call Call left Egypt. Hold on, young line. Hey, hold on. Hold on, young line. Again, you're going around. You got, you got Bruce coming. So now you got, you got King James coming out of Bruce. Now what you both is, is come up with now. Now, Bruce came out of which one of these songs? Once you get a name on the table that we can read, he came out of who? He came out of who? Now, you, he came now out, you read he the came door. Out. Okay, he came from Judah. He came Duke. out of who? He came from no, Judah. No, he came from who? You just got the two, you got the two songs. You just got the two songs. Now, they come out of Judah. That's how you run down and get like you get rid to it. You got the two sons that Bruce came. Bruce came out of one of these two sons. Then these two sons will get you back to Judah. See, the two sons will get you back to Judah. That's how you go in on it. You got King James on the table. You got Bruce. He's coming out of the sentence of Bruce. Now Bruce got to come out of one of these two songs. Then we can go up. Then we can go from there. Now, you got King James coming out of Bruce. Okay, 
Where did Bruce come from? Now, you got two songs on the table. Now, which one of these two songs did he come from? Right, Car Call. Okay, you got Car Call. Now you, now you own something. Now, okay, now you got him out of Car Call. And what's the other, what's, what's the other brother name? Darda. Okay, you got Darda. Now, what land did they pick up for him to come, for Bruce to come out of? Where did they come from? What, is, what land did they come from to get to the Brazil? Where did they come from? Okay. They came from, they left Egypt and founded the city of Athens, but had to return there you to go. Egypt and killing their man. Okay. So okay, they now came you from got, You got Athens and you got Troy. So now you got right. the two cities, the two boys that was king of. So now you got the two boys that's king of Athens and Troy. Mm-hmm. Now, out of Troy, uh, Athens came Bruce, and Bruce is the one produced who King James in that in that 342 years of Black Scott King's British British King's rule. So that's how you get rid to it. See, you get rid to it by once you got King James coming out of one of these two songs. And these two songs, by going right back to you, your handout of your historical documents, they was two kings over what place. They was two kings, that, and which one did Bruce come out that you can read that produced the 342 years of black kingship? Which one of these two kings did he come out of? All right. Okay, we're going to historical facts. We're going to pick up and read from some historical facts from the ancient Greeks, the the Arcanians, and the Trojans. I'm going to read down in the last uh, paragraph on page one and read. Now, the Danites who left Egypt before the Exodus under Danis took the majority of the Greek cities, Argos, Pylos, Sparta, Messenia, and others. The Judites who left Egypt before the Exodus were under the leadership of two brothers named Karkal and Darda, whose father was Zora, who was one of the two sons of Judah, took the city of Athens in Africa, which is in the eastern Greece, and the city of Troy okay. alone. Which one, which one did Brutus come out of that produced King James? Which one of the boys, which one of these are kings, sons, Chaco, Dada, that, which one that produced Brutus? Because Brutus came out of Troy. Which one produced him? To get, right. to get over there to start the, the 342 years of kingship, who produced who? Right. Darda Carco took Axis and Darda took Troy. So Darda okay. is when uh, Bruce comes through. So Darda is the lineage that Bruce came through. There you go. Now, that's what we wanted. So Darda 
is the son that produced Brutus. Brutus is the first line of kings of 342 consecutive rule of British rule. It started with Bruce. And out of Bruce came King James Stewart, the Stewart. This is where they come from, but he come out of daughter. And daughter got a brother called Calco. And Calco, both brothers, got a father called who? Zor. Who is their father? Zor. Who is their father? No, Zor is not their father. You say Calco who is and daughter? Yeah, who is their father? Who is their father? Calico and daughter? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And their father is Zora. Yeah. Their father is Zora. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Their father is Zora. Now, who is Zora's father? Zora's father is Judah. There you go. So now you got now you got down to Judah. Now, what do Judah look like by going to Jeremiah 14, verse 2? All right. Going over to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 14, picking up at verse number 2. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 14, verse number 2 reads, Yada Judah mourn, in the gates thereof length. They are black unto the ground. Excellent. Now, we got Judah been identified as being black. Then Judah had twin boys called Zoro and Perez. Perez had sons that produced David, Solomon, the children of Israel in that line. Now, Zoro produced Calco and daughter. And so now you got the twin boy. Coming down, and he produced, daughter produced, who? Brutus. And Brutus produced who? King James. So that's how you, King James is from Zora, Judah. The twin boys, both of them, were to the ground. So that's how you know King James was a black man, because he's coming out the lineage of Zora. Because Brutus coming right out of the twin boys, I mean, not twin boys, but the two boys, Daughter and Calco. Daughter had what land that he was king of? Again, young lad. What land was he king of? Daughter was king of what? Daughter was king of Troy. No. Um, is that true? Daughter took what Troy. land was he king of? No. What land was he what 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 land was he king of that young lion? You said daughter, right? Well, see, once we get to, now, once we get once we get this down pat, then we I can go. But 
but I'm, I'm gonna let you walk into this. You got two. You got two boys that came out of Zora, and both of them was king over two specific places. What is the name of the two places they was king of? And Dada took Troy. Are you sure? Is it, or is it all the way around? Carco uh, uh, took, took Athens and Darda took Troy. <laughs> That's your final verdict? Mm-hmm. So now, yeah. now we got we got two boys and they they was kings. And now there was Kings, Robert the Bruce, Robert the Bruce. That's what his name. Robert is the Bruce. It is the, he is the grandfather of King James. So those that listen to me, so you can understand how you find out the color, you can't look at the pictures you see because the pictures you see have been whitewashed. Look at the picture of King James now that been whitewashed. Because he was already prophesied it was going to happen, young line. And book of Maccabees, words in Maccabees that it was already prophesied that a people's going to come in and change the pictures to another color. Go three forty eight book of Maccabees. See, that's why you have to have the history. Then you can walk it all the way down and everywhere you go you must bring your name with you. See, when you bring your name with you, you always can trace the name that's why you gotta have a name to trace the name back to a father's name. So now when you trace Robert the Bruce, Robert the Bruce will be the first king, 342 consecutive years of ruling in Britain, Robert the Bruce. But you trace Robert the Bruce back to the two boys, Calco and Dada. Now, these two boys' father is Zora. Zora had a brother called Perez. Perez and Zora are twins. They come from Judah. Judah is the fourth son of Israel. Judah is black to the ground. And the children of Israel have always been identified as people of color because whenever they get in trouble, they always run back to what place? Egypt, according to the Bible. They'll run back to Egypt and hide out there, not for protection. They're going there to hide out until whatever the problem is blow over. And see, you got to know that part. Again, once you start looking at the children of Israel and seeing that these peoples is black to the ground, then you look over there in a the city called the Vatican City, and see that every picture have been whitewashed 
even the pork himself. He cannot claim a member of the 12 tribes of Israel. Neither can. What's the name that was um, Queen Elizabeth? She can't claim that. She can't claim Zora, not. She can say out of her mouth, but she can't go biblically and because the people of the children of Israel is black to the ground, and they've always been depicted as black to the ground. But when you have somebody else that's teaching you that's whitewashing the pictures and the images and the record book, it always going to confuse you. And that's why you'll go to that and say, King James is a white man. King James not a white man once you run it back to Robert the Bruce, his grandfather, and then once you once you trace Robert the Duke the Bruce coming out of Troy, he came he, he came out of Troy, Robert the Bruce. He, he or he or he come out uh, Athens. Both of them is his uncle or his father's descent. Father or his uncle. So when he came out and went to Brit Britain See, the two sons can trace themselves back to Zora. Zora traces them back to Perez, his twin. And they trace themselves back to Judah. Judah traces himself back to Israel. Israel traces himself back to Isaac. Isaac traces himself back to Abraham. Abraham traces himself back to Abaxis. Abaxis traces himself back up to Shem. Now, since we know he get back to Shem, now we're going into the pictorial of the Bible, volume five, because Shem is the key. I won't, but see, they always would change your name, and once they change your name, you don't see past the name. Because remember, any name supposed to have a father to it. If you call yourself a Hebrew, there's no father to Hebrew. If you call yourself a Jew, a Jewish, there's no father to that. Long as you light in on that, you will never see the, the true picture of the Bible. Because you, and long as you a Christian, you will never see this. It's like a morphine drip. It's going to relax your brain where you cannot see an elephant in the kitchen. And so what we're trying to do is take our time to understand that all you have to do is take your feelings out the way and look at King James' descent. Where did he come from? Who did he forget? And you're going to trace him back to Robert the Bruce that came from two kings after the Trojan War. He escaped, and he came straight on over to Britain. And the word Brit, Britain only means the peoples of the covenant. Once you got the proper information, then you understand that you've been identity belt 
that will not happen to you. And, it, and the theft have got your mind like a morphine drip. It don't put you to sleep. Once you trace King James back, going backwards, you're going to run into Maccabees 348. Let's say, y'all, like, they're going to bring the mother in, and we're going to go and get busy. See, they're going to bring the mother in, and then we're going to get busy a little bit. After you understand, you've got to have your foundation. If you ain't got your foundation, you'll be all over the place. So we're trying to show you this is how you trace things back. Then you'll find out identity theft have happened to the children of Israel, now called African-American, Negro, and color. What is saying 348 that young line, they're going to bring mother in, we're going we to see if we take care of little business. What it says in Maccabees 348. The book of First Maccabees, chapter 3, picking up at verse number 48, 48 reads. And laid open the book of the law, wherein the Esau and his five sons have sought to paint the likeness of their images. So it's prophesied that Esau and his five sons, they're going to paint the likeness of their image. They're going to whitewash all the children of Israel. And that's why you're so confused on King James because King James looked like the Pope. They look like each other, but, but that is whitewash. The children of Israel, King James, he come out of Zora. And Zora got a brother called Perez that you can read in the 38th chapter of Genesis. And their father is Judah. He had twins by Tamar. Twins. The only difference in the two boys that when Zorah come out first, the midwife put a scarlet red thread around his hand. The only difference between them two boys was the scarlet red thread. Then he pulled his hand back and Perez jumped out. The only way the midwife know the difference between the two boys, twins, was the scarlet red thread she put on his hand because they both was twins. They both was melanated, and their father was Judah, which is black to the ground. And when other people take over, they got in Britain now, which means the covenant people. They got the signs of the lion and the eagle, but the lion, you see, they sign it the lion over there in Great Britain, a red lion. But don't be confused, the red lion is too much a red thread that was on his hand, the red thread. But both of them were black to the ground. Now, that's how you, that's how you, if you just look at things, let's bring mother in, let's, let's do, let's do a little groundwork now. We're going to bring our mother in, mother in, by meet and greeting mother E, by saying, mother E, travel, y'all, not do the one of the most out of camp one, y'all, why be just here, are you? Y'all, why be just here, Israel, because you are, and Lydia, why? 
Hallelujah. What about that, Mother E? Mother E, you see, we hear a lot of things, and like I said, our job is to, with the right spirit, correct things, if that they want to know the truth. If they won't know the truth, we give them the truth. But what do we say in Psalms 11, verse 3, Mother? Hey, Mother E, what do we say we can read in Psalms 11, verse 3? Psalm chapter 11, verse 3. Yes, ma'am. What does that say? Psalm chapter 11, verse 3 reads, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If you don't have your foundation, you can mean all the well good. But if you don't have your foundation, if you're trying to be right, what can you do? See, if your foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? In the Bible, when you read this Bible, it's not a novel. When you read the Bible, you have to follow the rules of the Bible, but you got to hear the rules. The rules of the Bible is in Numbers chapter 1, Mother. Let's go to Numbers chapter 1 and look at the rules of the Bible when it comes down how do you show your descent. It's rules to showing your descent according to the Bible. And once you understand the rules, then you will not be saying King James, well, how can you prove King James is a black man? King James been a white man all my life. I know that. Because you don't have your foundation. You don't know who you are. But we're going to show you how you check things out. And you take that old preacher of yours and you ask him, well, what about this? What about when you read Numbers chapter 1, verse 4 and 5? What does it say, Mother? Numbers 1, verse 4 and 5. See, this is what the Bible says. Numbers chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Listen to Mother Eve break it down for you. Numbers chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. What is that, Mother? The book of Numbers, chapter 1, verse 4 and verse 5. Verse 4. And with you there shall be a man of every tribe, every one head of, of the house of his father, head of the family of his father. Verse 5. And these are the names of the men that shall stand with you. Of the tribe of Reuben, Elazar, the son of Shephan. Mhm. Well, I'll tell you what, mother. Read verse two. Like I said, we're going to take our time and lay this little foundation. Then tomorrow we'll come back and you know it's. If you got an elephant in your kitchen you try to cook and you don't see it, then shame on you. An elephant can be in your kitchen and you be you trying to get around the elephant to cook and you can't recognize the elephant. They see that's what Christianity would do for you. It'll have you in a kitchen with an elephant in there and you trying to cook and you don't even see it. So it's basically nothing we can do. But we can show you what the Bible's saying. If you don't have your foundation 
You will never see the Bible unfold itself. And long as you're part of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, you'll never see the Bible. You gotta, you gotta be a 1434 second Ezra. What it said, you online, What it said, second Ezra 1434. This will got to happen first. All right. Second Ezra 1434. Going over to the book of second. Going over to the book of second Ezra. We're on chapter 14. We're gonna pick it up at verse number 34. The book of second Ezra. Chapter 14, verse 34, and it reads, Therefore, if so be that you will to do your own understanding and reform your mind, you shall be kept alive, and after death, you shall attain mercy. Mm-hmm. See, you got to take all the degrees, all that what your brother, your mama, your auntie have taught you. And just put it aside for a minute and just, just have an open mind to go and do the research. Do the research and put all that where well, I've been a Catholic for the last 30, 40, 50 years. Okay, good. And I ain't never heard that. No, you're not going to hear that. Because the only way you going to hear this, you have to remember what he told Isaiah, mother, hey, mother E. He told Isaiah something in 25, verse 7. Listen to what he told Isaiah to see. He told Isaiah something in 25, verse 7. Listen to what he said. Yeah, 25, verse 7. Put your marker there. Put your marker where you're in that number. Come back in numbers in a minute. Matter of fact, we're going to bring our elder in. On, on look to help those help the latest foundation down because yeah, until you have the foundation laid until you have the foundation laid you're going to be all over the place because once you deviate from what he tell you to do you ain't going to never see this thing you, you'll be an elephant in the room with you and you'll never be able to see it mm-hmm. and you're going to try to cook with an elephant in, a, in the kitchen with you why can't I get the cooking right? And everybody say, can't you see the elephant in the kitchen? No, I can't see it. I can't see it. See? And that's when you got to. <laughs> All right, what's what we read? 25 verse I 7. See, I see it, chapter 25 verse 7. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of this covering, cast over all people, and the veil that is spread over all nations. He says, this thing is a, it's a paper bag over your head. It's like driving down the expressway with a paper bag over your head, loans you up on the end of Islam and Judaism, reading, reading the Bible now. It's just like you driving a car in the rush hour with a paper bag over your head and an elephant in the kitchen. Now, he said it's paper bag. All right, says where's Steve Roy? 
Okay, Mother Mother E. I guess right now we know uh, Big Big Terry's probably gonna clip clip the uh, mic from the stick for a second. So we gonna keep the ball game rolling, and we gonna see what uh, how this ball game goes. And uh, let's pick it up where he left off at. Let's go back to Isaiah twenty-five verse number seven. He's saying it's like a paper bag put over your head. And uh, read that one more time, Mother Mother E. Isaiah chapter 25, verse 7. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covenant, cast over all people, and the veil that is spreading over all nations. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we know that this uh, veil was spread over all nations. But let's see what he had to say in the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verse 19. If you actually in the book of uh, Saint, I mean not Saint John, First John, mother, chapter five, verse number nineteen. Like the still was saying, it's like they put a paper bag over everybody's head, and that's like the you know a veil, like like something's going on people here, and they can't, they don't have no idea what's going on. They be things reading right in your face. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what Saint John chapter First, First John, First John chapter five, verse nineteen. What it read, mother? First John chapter five. Verse 19. And we know that we are uh, Yahweh, and the whole world lies in weakness. So, so, so we know at the Sixth and North Council, Boys of the True Israelites, we know that uh, we are uh, Yahweh, but we know that the uh, the world lies in weakness. Because we know they put a, it's a veil going over their head anyway, and else they can't even see what's going on. That's why we got to uh, make sure that at V-O-T-T-Y, Voice of the True Israelites, we got us in John chapter 3, verse number um, 11 going on, uh, Mother E. You know, because we, like you say, we know we are Yahweh, and we also know that we are John chapter 3, verse number 11, Mother Mother E. Let's see what he said over there. We got to make sure we know some things. You know, like we know that big Allison sitting in that in that room too, Mother. We ain't we ain't gonna know it. You know, we go we go call it out. John And now, 
Voices of the True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right there, young man. Thanks again. We'll be live again. You know we will go. Thanks for, for stepping in. Because we always will be monitored big time, and we'll be pulled off the airways on any drop of air. So from pull off the airways, just, just do what you got to do. We talk about it in no time. Now. Yeah. Well, we find out that you're driving a car and you got a bag over your head and traffic, you know what's going to happen. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. We asked our elder to give us Second Corinthians 3.16. Can you hear me out, elder? Hey, elder, Tim, can you give those serum? Well, Second Corinthians 3.16. We're going to precept that. The only way this going to happen, you got to precept your Bible. Hey, yo, let's hear what it say. Hey, yo, let's hear what it say, yo. Well, see, we just mute you. Now we going to meet the elder. You, you milk who you want to milk. Okay, y'all line, give me that Second Corinthians three sixteen. All right. The book of Second Corinthians chapter three, picking up at verse number sixteen. Verse sixteen reads, Nevertheless, when it shall when it shall turn to Yahweh, the veil shall be taken away. You see that? So, so the only way the veil going to be lifted, you got to turn to who? Turn to Yahuwah. How, how many letters is that? Four letters. Y-H-W-A. Yahuwah. So the only way to, listen, listen to me. The only way you would not be confused, the veil must be lifted off your head. That means you must turn to the four-letter man, Y-H-W-H. When you're reading this Bible, you must understand what it says in the book of Proverbs 3, verse 5. What it says, hey, Mother Eve, what do Proverbs 3, verse 5 say? Proverbs 3, verse 5. See, you've got to have, not that read 1 through 5, then, then myself and the young line, we're going to stretch out a little bit too. So go to Proverbs chapter 3, 1 down to verse 5. Remember, the veil is not going to be lifted until you and we read the article earlier by the young line showing you that the Pope himself, he ordered all the big dignitaries, everyone up under Christianity, he said, he had man. Apostolic Church and all the rest. He said in 2008-2009, all you big deacons, all you big cardinals, you go wherever Christianity is and tell them to don't put the name and don't use the name Y-H-W-H. Use 
any other name but the four letters Y-A-W-H. So that's why a Christian will hear the name, and then you will frown at the name of the true name of our maker because you've been dictated through your pastor, and he's been dictated through the bishops and all the cardinals from the Pope, and back, and guess who behind Pope? Give me that twelve twenty six there, young line. Now, now I'm showing you something. See, the veil is not gonna never be removed. You will never see this thing until you understand this. What the seven from heaven said in the third book of Enoch. Enoch is the third. He's the seven from Adam. And Almighty had him to put some writing in the book. Listen what was said, and the young lion going to expound on it once he reads 2612 of the third book of Enoch that didn't make it to canon. No, it didn't get in the canon because if it got in the canon, you would be in a, you would be in a predicament you in today. <laughs> hey, hey, mother. Hey, mother, give me that Proverbs 3, 1 down to verse 5. Then give me Enoch, third book of Enoch, 26, 12, that young line. But mother, give me 1 through 5. Proverbs chapter 3, 1 down to verse 5. Give me that, mother. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thy mind keep my commandments. Verse 2, for length of days and long life, and peace shall thy add to thee. Verse 3, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thy mind. Verse 4, so shall thou find favor and good understanding. In the sight of Yahweh and man. Verse 5. Trust in Yahweh with all thy mind and lean not unto thy own understanding. Yeah. He's telling to keep the law. If you if if you sit in a ministry and they tell you the law is done away with, see, then the veil just is not over open, it's not not over, over your head, then took a piece of duct tape and tied the bag where you can't even get no air to your head. <laughs> Put a bag in your head and just run the duct tape all around it where you just, see? Listen. He said, my son, if you're going to learn this thing and do right, you must keep the law. And now, mother, precept that to one verse. Romans 7, verse 1. Now, what about the law? Let's see what he say about the law. We're going to Romans 7, verse 1, that mother. He said, my son, lean not, my daughter too, lean not on your own understanding. Keep the law. Romans 7, verse 1 says what? Look at Romans chapter 7, verse 1. Know you not, brethren, speak to them that know the law, how that the law has dominion over man 
as long as he lived. He said, but you're still in the ministry. Christianity, Islam, and Judaism tell you the law done away with. We're not upon the law, we're upon the grace. And the grace is just like when you owe a bill, like the light company, gas company, water bill, whatever. Say, listen, this is Mr. Gas Company, man. I can't pay you right now. What you trying to tell me before I cut your gas off? Can you give me some grace? Well, how much time you need? Uh, I need to my my next month check come in. So what, what is that, about two weeks from the day? Yes. Okay, good. I, I, won't give you, I won't charge you overtime. Or I'll give you two weeks. Do that mean by you being up under his grace to give you two weeks, you ain't got to pay the bill at all? No. This is what grace, this is what Christianity do from you. You're not going to allow you to find the grace. Grace is only a temporary shelter for you to get that money right and pay your life bill. Two weeks not cut your gas off until you get your money up. That's the grace he just gave you. But but Christianity has said grace means you ain't got to keep no law. That means you ain't got to pay the bill because you're a cold man. You want to pay grace. See, this is, Christianity is a is a morphine drug drip. You you've seen you've seen you go to the hospital and you see they they run the morphine in them try to get them relaxed. They be laying out like a rug. Christianity do for you. Christianity yeah. was not. It had you trying to cook kitchen with an elephant in the kitchen, and you can't figure it out. That's what Christianity do. You can't figure out if you trace King James back to somebody, to to Robert to Bruce, and you put it right over there in Troy and Athens, and you trace it right back to the two boys, Azaro and Perez, and Perez's father is Judah. Judah's father is Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Israel's father is Isaac. Isaac is Abraham. Abraham come out of Faxit, and Shem is the top man in that lineage. Now, Let's go to the volume five and show you about Shem. See, this is how you find out something. But Christianity can't teach you this. Let's find out who Shem is. Because Shem is the grandfather of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose name changed of Israel. Shem, he's their father. Let's go to Genesis 10, 22 and find out about Shem. In the Bible. What does it say, young man, Genesis 5, 22 about Shem? All right. Going over there to the book of Genesis. Chapter 5. We're going to pick it up at verse number 22. The book of Genesis. Chapter 5. Verse 22 reads. Enoch walked with Yahweh, and he begat Methuselah 300 years. He got sons and daughters. From verse what 22. you reading? Yeah, what you reading? 522. What you reading? <laughs> Give me 522. You want, you want 22 or 32? I want um, 
32. I want to give these what I want. What 32. I want. Yeah, okay, 32. I, 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 I want his uh, Sam's boys. Is that, isn't that five? What, 1022? Make it 10. No. Thank you, Mother Z. You're 1022. See this? See this right here? It's such a, a, just, you know, stuff that you, it just don't make no sense that we don't know this common thing. 1022, I'm talking mm-hmm. to the world that, and you trace everybody back to not their religion, but their bloodline. And you ain't got to go get no DNA test. All you got to find who you are, and it tell you exactly how to trace who and what they look like and everything else. Make that 1022. What is that 1022 of Genesis? The book of Genesis, chapter 5, verse, I mean, chapter 10. The book mm-hmm. of Genesis, chapter 10, verse 22. 22 reads, The children of Shem, Elam, and Asher, and Arphaxed, and Lud, and Aram. That's the five songs of Shem. Now, out of Arphaxed, one of Shem's boys, he produced what you call Abraham. Abraham produced Isaac. Isaac produced Jacob. You got it? Good. And Jacob's name was changed Israel, and Israel is the father of the 12 patriarchs called the 12 tribes of Israel. So all we got to do is go find what his grandfather looked like. And what did his grandfather say, say, he, say he looked like? Then you know how to put things together. Then you look over there in the Vatican City and see do it match up. Now let's go to... They put a name on Shem. But look what it says, how you identify anybody. We're going back to numbers again, mother. Now watch this. We're going to numbers. Chapter 1. It might be a little bit over here. You know why a lot of things be over your head like the, the Catholic Church cut me off just a minute ago to tell me, well, still wait. Bring it down a little bit. Ain't bring nothing down. This is this is called easy, easy walking, easy picking right here. But as long as you're part of Christianity, you ain't gonna see nothing. You won't see the elephant in the yard, in your front room, in your kitchen, and you be trying to cook. Christianity is a morphine drip, 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 drip. Make you just relax, and that's how you be. And you got no defense in Christianity. No defense. And what book are we going to use? The Bible. We found out in Genesis 5, 22, he had five sons. Now we're going to use the historical documents, facts, and, and find out, and we're going back to numbers again, and find out how you folks operate. Now we found out that Moses was talking to Aaron, and Aaron comes to the children of Israel. Ten, listen, when you get in the, when you come around your people, this what you do in one sixteen through eighteen, mother. And Numbers chapter one, sixteen through eighteen. Now you you, you get your loved ones instructions right. Now you go to school. Here your lunch money is. Eat your lunch. Get on the bus. Come on back home. 
going to be following all around and giving instructions, right? As long as they follow instructions, they okay. Okay. Moses is going to give Aaron instructions to tell the children of Israel, 116 down to verse 18. What do you say there, mother? What do you say? The book, of, the book of Numbers, chapter 1, 16 to 18, verse 16. These were the renown of the congregation, princes of the tribes of their fathers, heads of thousands in Israel. Verse 17. And Moses and Aaron took them, men, which are expressed by their name. Verse 18. And they assembled all the congregation together on the first day of the second month, and they declared their pedigree after their family, by the family of their father, according to the number of the name from 20 years old and upward, by their opponent. Yeah. They declared their pedigree on the name of a father. How you trace back descent is through your father, not through your mother. Your mother cannot trace your descent back. That's a trick from Satan the devil. How you trace descent back is through your father. Wherever your daddy is, that's what you is. It's not pertaining to the color of your skin. It's wherever you flat, that's the end of it. You can take an apple seed and go in New York and, and plant an apple seed in New York and take the same apple seed and go to Clarkdale, Mississippi and plant it there. Still be apple tree. Whatever your daddy is, that's what you is. You require your pedigree from your father. Whatever your father is, that's what you is. You got it, sir. So now, he gave them the instructions. This is what you do. And what do pedigree means? We precept the Bible, see, by declare your pedigree by going to First Chronicles 1 9, mother. Just precept that for, for the national audience to understand what pedigree means. This is what pedigree means by going to First Chronicles 1 verse 9. We're going to the Chronicle book. Is that what I want? One verse nine? Is that what I want? One verse nine. Now, listen, mother, going to tell you what pedigree means. She you want to know what something means, go to the Bible and find what it means. What does pedigree mean? One verse nine. First Chronicle 1 9. What do you mean, mother? First Chronicles 1, verse 9. And the sons of Cush, see that. What's your right? 9 1. Thank you, Mother Z. Thank you again, that Mother Z. See, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. 9, verse 1. Thank you. Thank you, Mother Z. 9 1. That's what I was reading, 9 1. You said you 9 1? Yeah, oh, 9 1. Okay. 
Okay, I got it. First Chronicles chapter 9, verse 1. So all Israel were reckoned by genealogy, and behold, they were written in the book of the king of Israel and Judah, who were carried away to Babylon for their transgression. He said all Israel is reckoned by genealogy and is written in the book. It's written in the book. All Israel is reckoned through genealogy and is written in the book. What book we read? The Bible. What book we can show you? The Bible. When you when you reckon all Israel, you have to use the book called genealogy of the book. So all Israel is reckoned through genealogy. So when they declare their pedigree, they always told who was their father. So when you and the children of Israel is not a religion. Christianity, Islam, or Judaism is a bloodline people. And they always declare their pedigree according to their father. Whatever their father is, that's what they is. You got it? Good. So that's how you do. You declare it. Now, let's go and find out what they do best in Obadiah 113. Uh, young line, give me Obadiah 113. This is what the other nation will do. The other nation will, first thing they that we read in 348 of Matthew, they'll paint the likeness of themselves. Then, if some, then once they paint the likeness of themselves, guess what else they'll do? you got to go and find out what, what the seer said they'll do in 113. This is what they'll do in 113 of the book, read verse 11 to 13. This is what they'll do in 11 to 13 and over that. Hey, hey, young lion, what, what, what will they do? We read Maccabees 3, 48. They'll paint the likeness of themselves first. Then what else they'll do? Over that, they'll, they'll do what? 1, 11, 13. What do they do? Okay. Going over there to the book of Obadiah, chapter 11. I mean, chapter 1, 11 down to verse number 13. Verse 13, verse 11 reads, In the day that used on the other side, in the day that the strangers carried away captives his forces, and the foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Yadda Judah, even you was as one of them. But you should not have looked on the day. But you should have not looked on the day of your brother and the day that he became a stranger. Neither should you have rejoiced over the children of Yadda Judah in the day of their destruction. Neither should you have spoken proudly in the day of distress. Verse 13. You should not have entered into the gate, into the gate of my people. For my sake, this great tempest is upon you. Great. Okay. Verse number 14. Neither should you have stood in the crossway to cut off those of his that did escape. 
neither should you have delivered up those of his that did remain in the day of distress. Verse 15. For the day of Yahweh is near upon all the 17 nations. He saw in his five sons. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on there, young lion. You're missing a... I'm missing a hit. And over there, I'm looking for what they did when they got in the gate. I need for you to read it plainly. What did they do that they do when they got in the gate? They got in the gate and they did something. They they spoke proudly when the children of Israel went into captivity. And verse 13, they did something. I need to hear it again. What they do in verse 13? Okay. Verse 13. Verse 13 reads, You should not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Yes, you should not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their sufferings in the day of their calamity. Because it is, it's not only... When they rejoiced when the children of Israel went into the bait. Now, we got the bait. They rejoiced when the children of Israel went into captivity. Not only that, you have pointed the children of Israel out, whoever you is, you pointed the children of Israel out. Then once they were all going to captivity, you went into their gate, and you took the substance, the books, the records. And since they were affecting people, and you being the brother of these people, you became them, and they became what they call today African-American, Negro, and color supercone. You see, there is a doubt. This is a prophecy of you going into captivity by the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Syrians, and so on, so on, so on. You went into captivity like you went into captivity out of Portugal and Spain. You always go into captivity and they always give you another name. They never tell you who you are because you don't know your pedigree no more and that's why you think King James is a white man. Because you don't know your pedigree. You go on with religion, you're not going with pedigree. You're not going with genealogy. You use a religion to trace things back. You can't trace it back. Whoever these people feel, they have identity theft on the children of Israel. And here's the record right here. When they went into captivity, they stole your record. They, if this is called the beginning of identity theft, they became you, and now you become African American and Negro in color. Now they took your identity so good where you believe. And the Pope is, and Queen Elizabeth them is the children of Israel. That's how they duke you up. That's called a morphine drip. I mean, that I'll put you, I mean, it's flat out dead in the night. See that? Now the Pope, he is the head. I love This is a deadly stuff here. It is right here, beginning of Genesis. The children of Israel, he said, you should have never went into the gate. Now, who is the you? So now we're going to find out who the you is. 
who did this? And what do you look like? And you tell me when you take the Bible, because a lot of people act like the, you know, big dignitaries out of New York. Well, what book are you reading? I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. We find out that you went into the gate. Now, who are you real? Let, let the Bible tell you who did this to the children of Israel. He said, you, he said, when your brother became a stranger, uh-oh, that's a key word. He said, now, when your brother became a stranger, now we're going to back up and find out who you're talking about. He said, your brother became a stranger. You went into the gate of the children of Israel, the brother to Israel, and stole the identity. Now, who did that? Find out from the Bible. Back up, mother, and pick with verse 8. Let's see who, who who did this identity theft. You know, identity theft, that's a big thing going on today. People stealing identity. They'll steal your identity where they have you so dumb. They have people so dumb down, think you don't even exist at all. Identity <laughs> theft. That's where it started from. Here go the biggest identity theft in Israel here. You went into the gate of the children of Israel. And you took the substance, I mean, his books, his records, now you got them, and now you tell them that Christians and African-American Negro and couple, and put them all there now. Then they'll paint the likeness of themselves, and when you go to the Vatican's Rome, in the Vatican City, you see Peter, Paul, and they are the successor of the book, everybody looking pale red. That ain't what the Bible said. That's a dead itself. Now, who did that? Let's read it. Pick it with verse 8. Let's find who done the dead itself. Let's get a name on this identity theft guy. And you tell me who, who this is when you use the Bible to identify a dead itself through the Bible. That's what the Bible says. Who went to the church and stole the records and became you? And you become African-American Negro, and they become you, and you can figure it out as an elephant in your kitchen. Verse 8, down to verse 11. Come on, mother. Corinthians. Same book, Obadiah. Obadiah, okay. Obadiah. Obadiah, chapter 1, verse 8. 8 to 20. Take your time there, mother. Hey, Mo, take your time and just go deliver the knockout blow from 8 down to verse 12. Who, who stole the children of Israel's record, and now they think they're Christians, Islamic, Judaism, and they don't know who they are, and that's why they'll say King James is a white man, because they ain't got a clue, and they will never hear this, but it's coming out your Bible. So follow along, those who got to hear it here. One eight down to verse twelve. Come on. The book of Obadiah, chapter one, verse eight to twelve. Verse eight. Shall I not in this day that the Yahweh even destroyed the wise men out of Edom, Esau, and understanding out of the mouth of Esau? Verse nine. And thy and they my mighty men. Otima, the father of Esau, 
shall be dismayed to the end that every one of the mount of Esau may be cut off by slaughter. Verse 10. For they for their violence against their brother Jacob, whose name is changed to Israel, shall shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. Verse 11. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day that the stranger carried away captive his force and foraging, entered into his gate and cast lots upon Judah. Even thou wast as one of them. Verse 12. But thus should it not have looked on the day of thy brother and the day that he became a stranger. Neither should thou have rejoiced over the children of Yahweh Judah in the day of their destruction. Neither should thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. Mm-hmm. Esau seeing that the Assyrians came down on the ten northern tribes and they took them. And the ones that did, they couldn't find, Esau, the brother of Jacob, points you out. There's about five or six of them over there hiding behind that tree. Get them all about here. You, Esau, well, he's a field. We ain't got a pitch on him yet, but we will. Esau pointed you out to the, to the enemy, the Assyrians. The Assyrians wound all of you up. And Esau got on their side to help get you out of the land of Israel called Jerusalem. So now once you were taken out of the land in 722 BCE, the children of Esau went into the land. And they can say they are you because they are the brother to you because Jacob, I mean, Isaac had two sons. He had one son, and come on, young line, give me Genesis 25, verse 23 to 25. Let's paint the picture. Jacob and Esau is brothers, but let's find out exactly do they look like each other. Let's see what the Bible says. Then you tell me. Who today, who today? So we find out that the brother of Jacob went into the land and identified himself, and now Esau did. So Jacob today don't know who he is. Now who that is? Now who have a business cap on you is Esau, and who is Esau? What does he look like today? 
That's what the Bible says. What book we reading out of? We're going to read what the Bible says he looked like today. And you tell me who this man is when we read it in Genesis 25, 23, 24, and 25. Who this man is today? You, you, you be honest with yourself and tell me who this man is today that named Esau because the Bible tell you what he looked like in the Bible. Huh? You want to believe the Bible? What book we read out of? The Bible. Genesis 25, 23, 24, 25. What do Esau look like? Let's read it. Book of Genesis, chapter 25, verse 23, 24, and verse 25. Verse 23. Verse 23. And the Yahweh said unto her, two nations are in your womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from your bow. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. The elder shall serve the younger. 24. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Verse 25. And the first came out red all over like in hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. Mm-hmm. Now Esau came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. He so he come out red all over, and there's no way you to pick Esau that he's a hairy man. He's a hairy man. And there's no way you pick Jacob. Let's see what he said about Jacob. Now, read a little bit more about Jacob. Now, Esau came out red, red all over like a hairy garment. He, he was red, and he had a lot of hair on himself today. So that same people today, hey, mother, and Ecclesiastes 4.16 says what? Remember, Esau came out red all over like a hairy garment. He was red and he was hairy. That's what the Bible says. What book we read out of the Bible. What do Ecclesiastes 4.16 say, mother? <laughs> Yeah, what do 416 say? Ecclesiastes chapter 16. There is no end of all the people, even of all that have been before them. They That's good. Right there. So that means there's no answer. There's nobody is extinct. I mean, everybody was back then, is here now. So. Don't let nobody tell you, well, Esau don't, the red man don't exist today. According to the Bible in 416, yes, he is. He's here today. That's Just right. like is here today. There's no mm-hmm. end to the people. What book we read out of? The Bible. That means <laughs> whoever back there then have a descent today. And we found out Esau is red and hairy. He's red and he's hairy. That's what Esau looked like today. Now, mm-hmm. let's read a little bit more about Jacob here. What do he look like today? Let's see again. Jacob. All right. We're going over there to the book of uh, Genesis, chapter 27, verse number 11. 
But now, before you read that, before you read 2711, I want to read, come on back with Esau and Jacob. We get 2711 after that, but let's give me some more. 25, 25, and 26. I want to know okay. what they say about Jacob. Esau came out red and hairy. Now, what happened next? We all read together. Okay, the book of Genesis, chapter 25, picking up at verse 25 and verse 26. 25 reads. And the first came out red all over like a hairy garment. They called his name Esau. 26. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on his on Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was three score years old when she bare, bare them. Verse 27. 27 reads. The boys grew, and Esau was a kindly hunter, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Now, Esau was a, a hunter. He was a hunter of the field. Men, to know Esau today, there's a people that love to go hunting. They always love to go hunting. They love to go Sometimes you might walk into the big digging terrier's house, you might see a big deer head up on the wall. Well, you know, I shot this old deer down right here. They go mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. So today, mm-hmm. people like to go hunting. You know, mm-hmm. hunting That's who Esau is today. And Jacob is a plain man, and he he was a doctor today. Who who that is today? Otherwise, going always remember that uh, a guy called Crocodile Don Don. What they call his name? Crocodile Don D or what they call him? He loved crocodile. crocodile. And the same crocodile would kill him. You know he loved him. Mm-hmm. You know he go crocodile. Crocodile Don. What his name was? He go hunting. Yeah, he, yeah. He, uh, loved, he loved he he loved to hunt animals and, and look at animals. He got killed by a stingray. Esau descendants love to go hunting animals. That's why you can go to any zoo and you find out they go they go shoot the morphine into the animal, take it back and put it in your zoo, and now you can come <laughs> watch everything. Now, what people did, that's it. That's him today. He's a hunter. He loves to go hunting. Mm-hmm. Shoot him down. Shoot him. Or shoot that morphine drip in him. And all of a sudden they just fall out somewhere. And then they come take him and make no he wake up here in a cave somewhere. That's Esau today. Are you getting suspicious? Jacob is a man always a plain man laying back. And, and not only plain... He's not. Now let's go to 27-11. And Rebecca going to tell you about Jacob, the difference between Jacob and Esau today. Remember, Esau is a hairy man today, meaning that Esau, the hair will grow not only on his face, it'll grow on his back. It'll grow on his legs. Hair grow on his legs. And all the fear they have. It's the razor blade company going out of business because mm-hmm. they got the hair on them 
because they have a grow on their legs today and on their back, and they, they have to go to their back straight. That's Esau today. Mm-hmm. They got to go back straight at least once every six months. What's it doing? Shaving the hair off the back. You see? That's Esau today. Everybody here today. But Jacob is a plain man. His mother get ready to talk to Jacob, the plain man, and say something to him. And he get ready to say something. And we're going to read what they say. Now let's go to 2711. We'll set it up now. So I want you to show you different between the two people. Then when you look over there on your TV or look in the Vatican City, you show me what don't add up. I mean, if you... Yeah, I mean, we're going to make it plain for you. To recognize who's who, according to the Bible, it's up to you. It's up to you. Now, what did Jacob and his mother was talking? Jacob was talking to his mother about something. Let's read it. Come on, y'all. Let's read about it. What did what they were talking about in 2711? All right. The book of Genesis, chapter 27, verse number 11, read. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. I'm a smooth man. I'm a smooth man. How you know about Jacob? Jacob and the 12 tribes of Israel. They got their smooth people. They ain't got mm-hmm. to worry about razor blades, cutting their, mm-hmm. cutting their hair None back, back, and tail. The got to always go cut the hair off the legs because they pull a good <laughs> pair of stockings, and they don't get their hair down there, tear the stockings up. Mm-hmm. And, and they got to shave. These dogs that they have to shave, the males and the females must shave. They'll grow all over that is the business of Esau. This is what the Bible is telling you. Esau is red. But what kind of red we want we want to see? What kind of red now? Let's go in the Bible and find out what kind. Now read a little bit about Rebecca's mother and son talking about Esau. Read down a little bit more and find out what else she said. Now she talking All right. She said, Listen, look look, Mom. I can't, I can't pass an Esau. He's a hairy man, and I am a plain man. Then what she said next to you, she comes out of 14 and 15. Let's see what she said. What happened next? All right. We're picking it back up at Genesis chapter 27, verse number 12 down to verse 15. Verse 12 reads, My father, will fill me and I shall and I shall seem to him as a deceiver and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing verse 13 and his mother said unto him upon me be your curse my son only obey my voice and go fetch me them verse 14 and he went and fetched and bought them to his mother and his mother made a sovereign meat, such as his father loved. Verse 15. And Rebekah took goodly remnant of her eldest son Esau, 
which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. Verse 16. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hand and upon the smooth of his neck. Verse 17. And she gave the savory meat in the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son, Jacob. Verse 17. Right That's good. Mm-hmm. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. She said, it's nowhere in the world I can fool my father, your husband. He said, don't worry about it, son. It's curse me on me. You go get me a goat. And I'm going to take the goat hair, the go- not the lamb's hair, the goat hair, the straight hair. Take the straight hair, I'm going to put it all over your hand, on your back, on your neck. I'm going to put hair all over you. See that? Because Jake was a plain man. Although their fathers made blind, he couldn't see. But you know, one son was Harry, which is Esau. And Jacob said, Mom, I can't, I can't, although Daddy can't see, he's blind right now by the hand of our mighty one. Look, go get me a goat, like I tell you, boy. And I'm going to shave this goat's hair off and put, it, put goat hair all around your neck, around your back, around your hands. I'm going to have goat hair everywhere on you. Goat's hair. Goat hair and horse hair is interchangeable. It's that straight hair stuff. You know the straight hair, what you do, you put the perms in your hair, and you got straight hair, right? You want straight hair, right? Do you want to be like, you know, you know, you you said go get no gold hair. That's that good stuff. No, no, no. Go get some straight hair. And that's the goat or the horse. And give me, mm-hmm. bring me goat's hair and the horse hair. I'm going to put it all around your arms, all around your back, mm-hmm. all around your neck. And I'm going to make the savory meat and go on in and get your blessing and go with the blessing you want. But daddy going to feel me. Don't worry about daddy feeling you. He can't see, right? <laughs> Good. Feel your hand. See all that hair on you. You're going to say, yeah. The boys sound like Jacob, but the hands is Esau. <laughs> you see? Because Yahweh blinded him. And that's mm-hmm. see. Now, the between the two boys today, Jacob is a plain man even to this day. He ain't got to go get his back shaved. He ain't got to go get his legs shaved. But uh, the people that's of this today must go get their back shaved and their legs shaved. That's Esau descendants. Mother read in 416, whoever back there then is back there now. We got Esau on the table as being red and hairy. But what kind of red? We go on and see what the Bible says in the 20, what, 29, 22? Uh, Isaiah, what kind of red? What kind of red is Esau now? What kind of red? Let the Bible tell you that. Only way, you, if you precept your Bible, it'll tell you that. What kind of red? Go on, read it. 29, 22, what kind of red? The book of Isaiah. Yeah, the book read of what Isaiah. kind of red? 29, verse 22. Verse 22, read. Therefore, thus says the Yahweh, 
who redeemed Abraham concerning the family of Israel. Israel shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. So what kind of red? Pale red. Pale red. Esau himself is descended today. It's pale red. Not white. Pale red. Tonight, when you watch the 10 o'clock news, look at the shirt or look at the drywall and look at the face. You'll see that the shirt and the drywall match, but the face will be pale red. You will see that you're not white. You pale red. Oh, my goodness. Or you remember that president you had a little while ago called Trump? When, when you asked him any question that he didn't understand, what did he turn more than anything? More pale red. You see the blood showing through the skin. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. And, somebody, and somebody that's of Esau descent, you see the blood run through their skin. Or you pat mm-hmm. them on the back, and you, and you can see your hand print. That mm-hmm. is the sin Jacob is a plain man. And Jacob was Jacob was described as a plain man that came from Isaac all the way up to Shem. Now let's go see what Shem looked like. If you find out what Shem looked like, then you know what Jacob looked like by going, find out what his grandfather looked like. We got Genesis 10, 22, we got five sons. Now we're going, now we see that they always would identify themselves to you and change your name. They're going to change Shem's name to what name, but they're going to tell you about who they're talking about. Let's read it. Now let's go see about the word called Suma. Suma is a word they use for somebody, and let's see what they say about them. Then we're going to find out what they look like. So if you find out what Jacob's grandfather looked like, then you know what Isaac looked like. You know what Abraham looked like. You know what Carol looked like. By doing one thing, trace back their lineage all the way back. They come out of Shem. What do Shem? But Shem be given another name. He be given another name. But look what it. But look what it says with Mother Eve. Read Genesis three. Let make it. 9, 18, and 19, Mother. Mother, Mother Eve. Genesis chapter 9, verse 18 and 19. Let's, let's, let's build this up. Genesis chapter 9, verse 18 and 19. Let's see what it says. Mother Eve. Genesis 9, 18 and 19 says what? Look at Genesis chapter 9, verse 18 and verse 19. Genesis chapter 9, verse 18. And the sons of Noah that went forth out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Cain. These are the three sons of Noah and of them with the whole earth overspread. 
So you got to come out of the three songs, Shem, Ham, or Jephat, these three songs, Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham come out of Shem. Shem was given a new name, but in the same token, where your daddy is is what you is. Let's, let's find out about Suma. Let's read about Suma. What, what, what you're reading from and what page you're reading from. Y'all have? Okay. I'm going to read from the, um, I'm going to read from the Pictorial Bible Dictionary, Volume 5. I'm going to read about Sumer on page 5. I'm going to read Sumer on page 533, and it reads, The ancient name of the land located in what is today the southern half of Iraq and the valleys of the Tigris and Euphrates River, other names used in antiquity to denote this area are Babylonian and Shinar. One, the name. This region is never called Sumer in the Old Testament. One scholar has proposed that the only remnant of the old name Sumer in the Old Testament is the personal name Shem. One of Noah's uh, sons. Um, Noah's son. So the name Suma, which you get the word called Sumerian people. Suma, they changed Shem name to Suma, and they became the um, Sumerian people. What do Sumerian peoples look like? Now let's go find what the Sumerian look like. The Sumerian, Suma, is the sentence. A Shem, that's Shem's name. Shem's name. Good. Now, what do the Sumo, the Sumo Sumerian people look like, and what do you read it from? What they look like? Which is a watered-down word for Shem called a Sumo and the Sumerians. It is the personal name of Shem. What do they look like? All right, reading uh, from the Pictorial Torial Volume 5, Bible Dictionary, on page 407, looking up the word Sumer, or Sumerian, reads, A origin, the early peoples who migrated into the Tigris Euphrates Valley called themselves the Black-Headed People. Ain't that something? So Shem was called the black-headed people. Shem produced it, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Jacob is just like his grandfather, the black-headed people. Now, Israelites of the Bible is what their grandfather is, the black-headed people. That means they have to be depicted that by going and looking at who in the Bible that is black. Let's go and look what it talks about the sentence of Ham 10.6. What is 10.6? Give me, I need some names, 10.6. What it says Genesis 10.6? I need a name out of the Bible, 10.6. 
10, verse 6, you're online. Genesis 10, 6. All right, we're going to the book of Genesis. We're going to read chapter 10, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 6. The book of Genesis, chapter 10, verse 6 reads, And the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mazarin, and Put, and Canaan. Now, Mazarin is the sentence of Ham, and Ham, that name was changed to Egypt, Egyptian. Now let's go and see Ham said what the scholar said the Egyptian look like according to the pictorial, I mean, according to the Zalman Bible Dictionary, what do the Egyptian look like? All right. We're going to the Zalman Bible Dictionary. We're going to get a a picture of what does... uh, what does uh, Ham's descendants look like? So in the Zunish Bible Dictionary on page 213, and it reads, Ham, the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood, and one of the eight persons to live through the flood. He became the progenitor of the dark race, not the Negro, but the Egyptian. Stop it down. Stop it there. The Egyptians. So the Egyptians, what color people? The Egyptians is dark color people. Come on, Mother hey, mother, mother Eve. Now, Egyptians is dark color people. Let's, uh, mother Eve, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Genesis 2, 1 and 2. Egyptians is dark color people. We're going to just, uh, Genesis 2, verse 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, Exodus, thank you, M.O.V. Exodus. Exodus 2, 1 and 2. The book of Exodus, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exodus, Exodus 2, 1 and 2. Exodus 2. Verse 1 and verse 2. Verse 1. And there went a man of the family of Levi and took a wife, a, a wife, a daughter of Levi. Verse 2. And the woman conceived and bare his son. And when she saw him that he was a godly child, he hid him three months. Goodly. Goodly child. Yeah, a goodly child. And she hid him for three months. Yeah, what's the name in verse 11? What was the child's name in verse 11? Verse 11. And it come to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out into his brother and looked on their burden. And he spied an Egyptian knitting a Hebrew, one of his brothers. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, back up, um, uh, back up to verse 5. Read verse 5. 5 and 6. Verse 5. The daughter of the, the daughter of Pharisee, 
the, de- the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maiden walked along by the river side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maiden to fetch it. Uh-huh. Let's see. Get down to verse 10. Get down to verse 10. Okay. Five. Mm-hmm. Verse 10. Verse 10. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter. <laughs> and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I draw him out of the water. Okay, good. So there's two Levites, a man and woman Levites, they're from the tribe of Israel. They had a son named, and the lady called him Moses. They called, him, they called his name Moses. So Moses called from two Levites, one of the sons of Israel. Pick it up, young line, in verse 16. What happened next? Now, when the child yeah. grew up, Let's find out what's going on in the 16th, verse 16. 16 All right, verse 19. 16. So the book of Exodus, chapter 2, verse 16 down to verse 19. Verse 16 reads, Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters. They came and drew water and filled the trout to water their father's flock. Verse 17. And the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. Verse 18. And when they came to Ruel, their father, he said, How is it that you are come to so soon today? Verse 19. They said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us and water the flock. And, and, and what do the big dignitary, big historical documents say that the Egyptians look like? What 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 is what is the what is the Zama Bible dictionary say Egyptians look like? They say they, the Egyptians are black, dark skinned people, dark people. What, what did what did the Zama Bible dictionary say they look like? The Zama Bible dictionary says they are dark race, dark. They are dark race of people. The Egyptians is a dark race of people. And seven women looked at Moses and said, Moses, a dog race of people just saved us. So Moses, which went to visit his brothers. Now, who was his brothers? Since Moses passed for a dark-skinned man, now, Mother Marie, who is his brothers in the seventh chapter, verse 22, 23 of Acts? Who is Moses' brother? So Moses passed for an Egyptian dark-skinned people. Now you tell me who in the Vatican City can pass for this? Mr. Coleman pass for this? Uh, you think Mr. Timothy Dolan can pass for this? Well, <laughs> you must be a dark-skinned people. Now he went and visited his brother. Let's find which brother is, mother, in Acts 7, 22 and 23 of Acts. 
What was his brother? The book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 22 and verse 23. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in word and in deed. Verse 23. And when he was fully 40 years old, he came unto his mind to visit his brother, the children of Israel. Uh-huh. So who who is Moses' brother's mother? The children of Israel. And, and and what do they look like in Amos 9, verse 7? What do they look like? We already know Moses looked like the Egyptians. But what about the whole gaggle of the children of Israel, what they look like? Now, you see what the, see what the WCC just did? They said, they said, a young lion, you approve your point, Sierra. We're going to cut the young lion off. He's through talking for the night. Yeah. See how they roll? So, well, what do the children, what do they look like, Mom? Amos 9, verse 7. 9, verse 7. What do the whole 12 tribes of children of Israel look like? Amos, chapter 9, verse 7. Are you not as the children of the Ethiopians unto me, O, o children of Israel, said the Yahweh? Stop right there. Stop right there. The children of Israel is compared to the Ethiopian people. He said, you look, they look like the Ethiopian people. Now, who over there in the Vatican City look like the Ethiopian people that's a member of the children of Israel? Who over the land of Israel call themselves Israelis look like the Ethiopian people? What's their name? See that? What book we read out of is the Bible. <laughs> Moses had for an Egyptian, dark-skinned people. Right. Children of Israel, all 12 tribes passed for looking like those of Ethiopian with the cushion, firstborn from hand. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Paul, Apostle Paul, you go to Vatican City, and you see two paintings, two statues. You see one for Peter and one for Paul. Let's see what Paul passed for the 21st chapter, Mother. Let's see what Paul passed for. Do we pass for them statues over there in the Vatican City? Or what body is we reading? The Bible. Let's see what Paul looked like according to the Bible. We're going to Acts 21, Mother. Okay. We're going to Acts 21 to see what Paul looked like, according to the Bible. What did the eyewitness that Paul looked like? Moses was compared to look like the, the Egyptians, a dark-skinned race of people, sons of Ham. Now we're going to look at Paul, Apostle Paul. In the Vatican City, they got two pictures up there. They got a picture of Paul. And Peter, and they look pale red. What does the eyewitness that Paul look like? Acts 21, 27, 37. Look at Acts chapter 21, verse 37. And 38. Okay. 21, 37, and 38. The book of Acts, chapter 21, verse 37 and verse 38. 
And as Paul was to be led into the captain, he said unto the chief captain, May I speak unto thee who said, who said, Canst thou speak Greek? 38. Are not thou that Egyptian which before these days made an uproar and leaded out unto the wilderness four thousand men that were murdered? Okay, mother. What did the big dignitaries look right at Paul and thought Paul was? According to verse 38. Egyptians. Egyptians. Egyptians is dark skinned people. Paul passed for an Egyptian. Couldn't tell the difference. Couldn't tell the, the, the difference. So you see, couldn't tell the difference. Okay. Let's run to, let's run and see what the angel said about our Lord Jesus Christ, which is Yahweh the Son. What did he say about, about him? 1, 14, 15 of Revelation. 1, 14, 15 of Revelation. What did it say, Mother? 1, 14 and 15 of Revelation. What do our Lord Jesus Christ say, proper name, Yahweh the Son? What he look like? Okay, the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verses 14 and verse 15. Verse 14. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. Verse 15. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And he is good. He said he had gray hair, and his eyes, he had red eyes, look like you have burnt them in a furnace. Now, what color is that? When you burn up some food, what color? When you burn that hog up, and that hog stayed in the oven too long, you burn it up, what color is that? That's what his feet look like. Okay. That's what his feet look like. So the one you got there was, was called our Lord Jesus Christ over there in the Vatican City. Where is the burnt feet set? His feet look like they were burnt in an oven. What is saying 218? This is end time prophecy, 218. Because he told the people to put it in writing. Ain't nobody going to pick it up but brought them to his life. 218 the same Bible. Let's talk Revelation. about our Lord Jesus Christ. What he looked like in 218. Revelation, Revelation. verse 18. And unto the minister spirit of the church in Tariq, write these things, said the son of Yahweh, who had his eyes like unto a flame of fire. And his feet are like fine brass. Fine brass if the brass was burnt in a furnace. Mm-hmm. So he had 
burnt feet. And you look at your feet and look at your face, it's interchangeable. Now, it's just a prophet. The seer says in the 10th chapter, verse 5 and 6. Now, Daniel going to look directly at him, and Daniel going to write about him in the 10th chapter, verse 5 and 6 of Daniel. What did Daniel say he said? Daniel 10, verse 5 and 6. What did Daniel say? Okay, Daniel chapter 10, verse 5. Verse 5 and 6. Yeah, what did Daniel say? Daniel chapter 10, verse 5. Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose lungs were girded with fine gold of Upad. Verse 6, his body also was like the dairy, and his face had the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as a lamp of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color of polished brass. And the voice of his words, like the voice of a multitude. His arms and his feet was as color. He was a color man. His arms and his feet was a color man. He said, I think a color man. His arms was of color and his feet was of color. See, that arms and his feet was as color. Now, what about that? Do that picture match the ones in the Vatican City? If our Lord Jesus Christ was the proper name, Yahweh the Son, do he got color feet and color arms? You know what color is. But then you just got to watching the February month and the eyes on the prize and the whole month they showed you about the color fountain and the white fountain. So if if he came back um, in the February month, what fountain would he have to go to? One was a color fountain, and you know in the eyes of the prize who went to the color fountain and who went to the white fountain. So mother... If he came back today, which fountain would he would he have to go to if he want to drink a water, a color fountain or the white fountain? Which one, Mother Mother E? The color fountain. Why? Why? Why we have to go to the color fountain? Why? Because we black. Because he's a color man. Because he was a color man. The pictures you got over in the Vatican City don't match up. Now, now Mary, now let's see what Mary was what about Mary. You know Mary? Let's see what Mary say. Let's go to Luke chapter 2 and look at verse 4, Mother. Then we're going to bring Mother in and get Mother E to give a comment or statement, or whatever you want to do from it. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 4. Luke chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. 
Why did Mary go back to her homeland, Judah? Because that's what they are, dark-skinned people. The mm-hmm. people over there in the city, pale red, that is total wrong. Wake up, wake up. Get that morphine drip out of your body for it to destroy you and everybody come in contact with you. King James come from Zora. Zora had a twin brother called Perez. They followed in Judah to the ground. Come on, Mother Z. Folks say, come on, Mother Z. Come on, put some good talking. When you meet Mother Z with a loud voice, you say, Mother Z, come on in here and do some good talking there, Mother Z. You on the clock. Come on. Uh, yeah, God bless and keep you seal, Israel, a royal seed. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, I'm going to read in um, uh, Ezekiel, the next chapter, um, up over the chapter, it says, Yahweh destroyed the wash pots. And um, I'm going to read uh, Ezekiel chapter 9, starting at verse 1. Verse 1, he cried also in my ear with a loud voice, said, Curse them that have charge over the city to draw near even every man which he destroyed, which he destroyed, even every man will heal him. He'll destroy you, destroying the wash pot in his yes, hand. Weapon. Destroying the weapons in his hand. Verse 2. And behold, six men came from the way of the high gate with linen, which leaded towards the north, and every man a slaughter. Weapon in his hand, and one man among them was clothed with linen, with a white, with writing, 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 ink horn by his side, and they were in, and they went. And they went and stood beside the breast altar, raising altar, verse 3, and the honor of the Yahweh of Israel was gone up from the cherubim. See, weapons. He weapon. He was. He was to the to the to threshold. He went to the threshold of the temple, and he called to the men clothed with. Linen, which had the writing, 
and come by his side, verse 4. And the Yahweh said unto him, Go through the middle of the city, through the middle of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the forehead of the men that sight and the that city that sight that cry well all, cry of all the abomination that that be done in the miller therefore thereof verse five and to the other he said in into the other he said in my hand in my hearing go ye after him through the city and smite and smite let not your eyes fail neither have ye pity verse six swallow swallow Slay early, old and young, both maid and little children, and women and women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark of the mark and the being at my. Sanctuary, then they be at, then they begin at the ancient man which was before the temple, verse 7. And he said unto them, Before the temple, and fill the corners with the slang. With the slang, go eat forth, and they went forth and slayed in the city. Verse eight, and it come to pass when they were, and it come to pass while they were slaying them, and I were left that I fell upon my face and cried and said Yahweh Yahweh which will will thou destroy all the remedy of residue of Israel in they and they poured out fury. And Israel and they poured out of the fury upon Jerusalem. And verse nine. Then said he unto me the sins, the iniquity of the 
temple of Israel and Yadah Judah is exceedingly great and the land is full of blood and the city full of perversity but they said the Yahweh has forsaken the earth and the Yahweh see not verse 10 and as for me also my eyes shall not there neither will I have pity but I will recompense Thou the way upon their head, verse eleven. And behold, the men clothed with linen with the which had the acorn by his side reported the matter, saying, I have done as Thus has commanded me. And that's the end of the chapter. Hallelujah. 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 That was great for the mother. And, and, and we'll sum up in a closing statement of that mother in 18 verse 4 of Revelation. 18 verse 4 and Mother E, a closing statement. We catch you all tomorrow at 6 p.m. Special edition called Thursday evening. 18 verse 4, Mother E, in the closing statement, come on. The book of Revelation, chapter 18, verse 4. Revelation 18, verse 4 reads, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sin, and that you receive not of her plea. Excellent. Come out of her, my people. Leave that Catholic church and Christianity alone, for you be partaker of their sin, and you're going to the fire up into that religion. Come on, mother. So I'm saying that mother, we catch you tomorrow at 6 p.m. called a fast edition called Thursday evening. It's all yours, mother. Come on. Thank you and praising Yahweh for the class. Thank you and praising Yahweh for the teachers and for each and every one that's in the class. Thank you and praising Yahweh that he allowed me to be in the class. And I'd just like to say to the class to hold on, don't give up. Or you don't get no forgiveness for starting and stopping. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The children of Israel look like the Ethiopians. King James came out of the tribe of Judah, Zora, the twin brother parade. If you still have a problem with his color, or what he look like, because you see the white man, listen, that's a Christianity morphine drip. That's an elephant in the kitchen you cannot see it. It traces many back. Get out of religion and look at the Bible as is. You'll see King James, a black man, from the tribe of Judah, the son of Zorah. Not Perez. We come from Perez. He come from Zorah. But they twin boys. 
They the likeness of themselves. They look red, the dark skinned people, and painted them white. Like they got Mary, our Lord Jesus Christ. They got white statues of Peter and Paul. They got them all pale. That's wrong. They are dark skinned people looking like the Ethiopians, the 12 tribes of Israel. Esau, it was hairy then. If you got any white friends today, look at them, you see the blood run through their skin, and they and they have grown in places where that the peoples of Jacob have don't grow. They have grown all over. Hairy people today. All you gotta do is you got a good white friend, actually. Do you got to go get hair cut off your back? And she can say to you, do you have to get hair cut off your legs? And she can say to you, do you have to get hair cut off your face, females? She can say to you, the worst thing that Esau wants to never happen, the razor blade company go out of business. Because the razor, I mean, go on strike. If the razor blade goes on strike, and they have covered them all up everywhere. You won't see them. That is the sentence of Esau. If you don't get it, you just you ain't going to get it. But if you leave Christianity, Islam, and Judaism alone, you'll see it. But you got to repent. Acts 3.19. You got to repent. And you must call on the name of four letters by H-W-A and repent. Then you open your eyes and take that bag off your eyes so you can see plainly. You see, the Pope is the sinners of Esau. He could never go in, in Egypt and hide out because his pale red skin will show up. Big Timothy Dolan out of New York, he cannot go into a dark land and hide out. He'll show up. The sun... Jesus Christ, our Lord, went to dark land. Him, his mother, and the baby, and he it out until the angel said, "You come on back now. The people that are seeking your life is dead. Come, come, come back in there." We got a war going on now. In Russia, Ukraine. They running up out of land. Where is they running to? in lands that look like them. Nobody's saying in Ukraine, let's go back to Africa and hide out. Nope. they going over to Russia, all types of areas over there and hide out from Putin because they blend in with them. They all look alike because they're the same people, the descendants of Esau, the pale red people. When Jacob's descendants to our tribes got in trouble, they went here into places where they can blend in, pass for the Egyptians. Paul passed for the Egyptians. Moses passed for Egyptians. Gerald Bourne passed for the Egyptians. Anytime you read the 28th chapter of Jeremiah, every Israelite, when they got in trouble, they ran to Egypt to hide out. Doc, <laughs> why did they do that? 
If you got in trouble today, what would you go hide out at? Would you go into um, uh, give me a place, or would you go hide out around the west, the ghettos on the west side, the ghettos on the south side? If you was hiding out, you go where you can bring it in at. <laughs> the children of Israel went around people that had deep, dark color on them, but it can pass mm-hmm. for them until heat was off of them. Mm-hmm. If the Pope and Timothy Dolan got to go hide out, where would they go hide out at? If somebody was looking for them. Or take Donald Trump with them, all three of them. So y'all got to hide out. Where would they go to? Will they go into the ghettos of New York or Chicago or Mississippi and hide out? No. Where they go hide out at? Huh? Go where you look like it. That's your mother. You go where you look like the people there. Angel told Mary, Joseph, take Mary and the baby Jesus. Which is Yahweh's son. Go hide out in Egypt until the people that see the life is dead. Then come back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.